Okay, we're holding Masechus Brachos, Perak Tes Mishnah Gimel, it's 9-3. Truth is that I left the second half of 9-2, Mishnah Base, unexplained. The reason why is because uh, the beginning part of Mishnah Gimel and the ending part of Mishnah Base really overlap a great deal, and I wanted to see them together. Uh, the topic we're discussing first is the Brach one makes when um, he either acquires something that he's excited about or has some very good news or another auspicious event happens to him. Uh, when that happens... So there's a bracha to be said. The bracha is either hatova hametiv, the one who baruch hatashem lekeno melech olam, hatov, the one who is good, vahametiv, the one who bestows good, um, or shehechianu, as in baruch hatashem lekeno melech olam, shehechianu, v'kiyimanu, v'higiyanu, lazmanaze. Shehechianu means who kept us alive, v'kiyimanu, and sustains us. And he brought us to this particular time. Um, now those brachas really, I wouldn't say they're interchangeable, but they overlap in terms of when they are, for the, what events one um, says them for. And therefore I want to explain them together. And just a side point, an important point. Everyone says the bracha shechiano from time to time. Um, in other contexts, every time there's a new yamtav coming around, the shechiano is made, etc. Just as a point of grammatical and halachic significance, the word shechiano, you'll note, um, the first three letters have a segel, those three dots before them. So the pronunciation is she, he, he, yanu. Um, you see other pronunciations, you hear other pronunciations all the time, but say it properly, please, she, he, yanu. Um, in any case, so the idea is that we'll skip to Gimel for a second. First, when a person acquires something, let's say a new suit or whatever, it's something he's very excited about, a new car, so then... That's a bracha to be said. The way I explained um, introduction to this whole parak was that there are different events in a person's life where he has intense emotion. And the idea of these brachos, the brachos of Shevach Vahodah, are to direct those emotions and channel them um, toward God and to be aware that it's God's involvement in whatever is happening to us. So uh, when one's excited about having purchased his new car or his new home or whatever the story is, so then he would make a shechianu, um, thanking God for allowing him to reach this happy occasion. Um, but it could be that when one buys a new house, the proper bracha isn't shechiano, but rather a tova metiv. The same house, same purchase, but the bracha could be a tova metiv. Um, the difference is um, whether there's a single beneficiary or if there is a partnership where you're benefiting with others. So that is to say, um, if you're buying a new house, so then and you're the only person who lives there, you live alone, you're single, then you'd make a shechiano. Whereas if you have a family and they're all benefiting from the house, uh, then the brach would be hatova metim. Uh, similarly, we'll learn that one makes a brach when he gets good news. Uh, the Gemara's example is that, um, you know, there was a, he had a great productive uh, rain on his field. So, and it's the first rains of the season after a drought, let's say. So he makes the brach hatova um, Again, he who is good and does good. Um, that assumes that the person doesn't just have a field, um, but he has a field of partnership with someone else. Uh, if he wouldn't have been in partnership with, with someone else, then he wouldn't make uh, Tova Meitiv, he'd make a Shechiyano. So, okay, now let's just step back a bit and go back to Perk Tes, Mishnah Base, the second half of the second Mishnah of the ninth Perk. Mishnah says, Al HaGeshamim, on the rains, Vala Besoros Tovos, and on good news, good tidings, then Omer, the proper brach is, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Malach Olam, HaTov V'Hameitim. The one who is good and does good. So that is to say, um, rains, we're assuming a person here is a farmer. If a person isn't a farmer, didn't own a, a field of his own, then this would not be the din. 
the Gemara actually brings a second bracha, one would say a different kind of bracha that one makes um, if he doesn't own a farm, um, but he's benefiting from the rains after a, let's say, a drought and so. Um, the bracha then to be said is different, and it uh, it begins, Modem uh, we thank you, Hashem Elokeinu, I'll call Tipa Vatipa, for each and drop, Shoret Lano, that you uh, make fall for us, etc. So it's a separate bracha. But if a person owns the field and he's in partnership, he makes a tova metiv, and if he owns it privately, he would say a shechiyano. Um, similarly, the Mishnah said al besoros tovos on good news. That is to say, if a person hears good news, good news, he had a windfall, he won the lottery, etc. Um, he had a baby boy. He would then make the bracha again hatova metiv, and again that assumes that he's in partnership with someone else. Uh, if he had good news and he wasn't in partnership, he didn't have any family that would benefit besides for him. When he won the lottery, then it would be a shechiyano. The Mishnah continues in the end of base, Val Shmuos Raos, on bad news, on bad tidings, Omer Baruch Dain HaEmes. If a person hears, for example, one of his relatives died, Rahman Lathan, then the bracha to be made is Baruch Ata Hashem Lekenam Lecholam, Dayan HaEmes, the true judge. Um, and uh, and that's that's Halach Lamaisa. Um, the Minag is, one doesn't, as far as I have ever seen, no one says the bracha of Daina Emes with Shem and Malchus unless it's um, really one of his, his uh, you know, close relatives, etc. Um, just a side point here, you'll note there's a difference when it came to good news. It says, Besoros Tovos, good tidings. And on bad news, it says, Al Shmuos Raos, on bad things that you hear. Uh, the reason why is because it is, uh, it's uh, meritorious to spread good news, hence Besoros, people should spread the news, whereas one ought not to spread bad news um, more than necessary, and therefore Shmuos Raos, not that someone's telling it, but that it gets heard in the passive sense about the bad news. Now, now we turn to Mishnah Gimel. Mishnah continues and says, Banabais Chadash, if a person built a new home, new house, Fakana Kelim Chadashim, or required new things, um, Kalim, of course, means utensils. Most of the time, when Chazal say Kalim, they're actually referring to clothing. That's like the primary utensil, if you will. Uh, but here it doesn't mean that. Here it means clothing or any other new utensil, so a new suit or a new car, etc. Um, Omer, the proper bracha is Baruch Shehech Yano. Again, it's Baruch Atah Hashem, Lekinam Alech Olam, Shehech Yano, V'Kiyimanu V'Yano, Lezman um, And again, this Mishnah is assuming you're the only person who's benefiting from that new suit. But if you're getting a new car, and there are multiple people, to, multiple people who will benefit from the new car or the new home, etc., then the bracha bish tov v'hametiv. As a matter of halacha, Lamaisa, one does make shechiano uh, when he gets a new suit, etc., uh, assuming that he has great joy in it. Um, and that makes this bracha quite subjective. So it doesn't matter what you've purchased or acquired or run into. It doesn't matter if it's new or used as long as it's new to you. At the time you purchase it and acquire it or acquire it, um, if you're very excited about it, then the proper thing to do is to channel that excitement and make the bracha tova metiv or shechiyano as is appropriate. And uh, if you're not especially excited about it, it doesn't matter how uh, expensive it was, etc., um, then you wouldn't make the bracha. If you're not sure, then of course you can uh, you can uh, straddle the fence and make the bracha without shem malchus, and I think people do that also. The mission now continues uh, addressing the following question. What bracha is proper to be made if you get good news, but you know that what's good now might turn out bad later, or you get bad news, but you know that what is bad now will turn out good or may turn out good later? Um, so uh, 
for example, if one here, if the Gemara's example, a person, let's say he, he found a, he found a treasure, a buried treasure, and other people are aware that he found it. So that, of course, is very exciting. It's like winning the lottery, and he makes the bracha shechianu. But um, if he knows other people saw it, he can suspect that sooner or later, the government, you know, people who are in power will hear about his fund and essentially um, take it from him and maybe even punish him for not uh, giving it or sharing it, telling about it in the first place, the tax collectors, etc. Um, and therefore, in the long run, it might be bad news. The question is, should he make the bracha of Shechiano because the good news now, or or not? Maybe it's a tov, may it's a dina emes, in as much as uh, it could bring on bad things later on. Uh, a second example the Gemara gives, the other way around, is when a person hears that his field has been flooded. Um, so when your fields are flooded, of course, that means that this year's crop is ruined, and that's terrible news, and befits ostensibly a bracha of dina emes, uh, the thing is, though, that when your field gets flooded, of course, um, that does bring a lot of nutrients like fertilization and allows um, new silt to build up to like, have more productive fields in future years. So it could be of a net benefit. In the long run, you'll have a lot more productive crops because of this flooding in this year. So maybe you want to make a bracha of Shechiano uh, because, you know, in the long term, it'll be good. So the Mishnah says, no, uh, you should uh, call it like you see it and express uh, what's relevant right now. And therefore, the Mishnah says, Mvarach lahara me'ein hatova. You make a blessing on the bad things that happen, um, even if it has like some semblance of good in it. Balhatova uh, hara, and also on a good thing, uh, even if it has a semblance of bad in it or, or an anticipation for bad in it later on. There is a slight nuance difference if the pshat is that uh, the reason why in the mafarshim is it if it's is it because we focus on the present or is it because um, the future may never actually happen? It's just a suspicion of fear. Um, Whatever the case, this certainly is consistent with the way I explained and framed the parak that you're essentially channeling your emotions um, towards Hashem. So we're saying here that, of course, if you're excited now, you feel excitement, and therefore you should make the tova meitav or shechiano bracha, um, even though something bad could happen in the future. That's not happening in the present time at all. The mission continues on now. And it says, If a person cries out about an event that has already happened, that is to say it's been decided the outcome whatever the question might be about one, what one's praying about. That's considered a tefillah shav, a prayer in vain, and it stands for the means one should not do it. Ketad, for example, let's say a person's wife is pregnant, and and then the person prays, I hope that, please Hashem, help it be that my child be a, a boy, as opposed to a girl. Well, of course, if a woman's pregnant, and it's already known that she's pregnant, so then it's decided if the child's a boy or a girl. So to pray that it should be a boy would be considered a tefillah shav. Um, and similarly, the mission gives another example, which is high above a derech, if a person was walking along the way, and he hears crying in the city, or he hears the ambulance roaring, or the fire engine going, and he says, let it please be Hashem that whoever the ambulance or fire engine or whoever the scream about um, is not uh, someone from my home. Again, that's Tfilashav, a prayer in vain, because whoever it is that's in trouble, uh, the trouble's already happened, and it's decided who, who that person is. So to pray now is, is considered a prayer in vain, and, and one ought not to, not to do it. Um, I should speak out that if it's, Rav Yitzhak Berkowitz told me that in the event that the outcome is indeterminate, even if the event has happened, uh, then one certainly can still pray. So a simple example would be, a person writes a test, and he submitted the test that hasn't been graded yet. 
So even though, of course, the test has been taken and whatever's on the paper is on the paper, still you could pray to pass the test so long as the test hasn't been graded. And that would not be considered to be tefillah because you never know uh, what could happen in terms of the grading policies or the way in which the person, the grader, um, interprets the answers, et cetera, et cetera.